Welcome back to Sports Call, Tiger 95.9. Ryan LaVoy and Cam Berry with you here on this Wednesday afternoon. T.P. Hammock running the board and taking your phone calls. And with that, we go back to the Orthopedic Clinic phone line and we welcome on Justin Ferguson of the Auburn Observer. Kind enough to take some time out of the busy week for us. Justin, how are you this afternoon? Doing well. How are y'all? Doing very well. And Sometimes I give you a changeup or a curveball to start off the interview, but today we're going fastball down the middle uh, as we're going to go ahead and ask you straight, Justin, what's going on with the quarterback room? What did you see uh, out of the performance of, of really all three guys there in College Station? Yeah, I mean, it was obviously a rough game for Auburn. I thought Peyton Thorne just struggled with pretty much everything that you needed him to, to do well in this game, um, managing pressure, um, you know, finding the open guy. I mean, it just no, nothing really worked uh, for him in this game. And he just, I think just the, the amount of sacks he took, not trying to get out of anything, not throwing the ball away like that. That was really, that was a really big problem for Auburn in this game. Cause he just, it felt like he just didn't have a ton of confidence. And then when in the second half, when Annam really started leaning on Auburn's offensive line and that those guys started wearing down, um, you know, he just he had no shot at really doing anything. Um, Robbie Asher gets into the game, doesn't really do a whole lot throwing the ball, um, although I, I did like the fact that he, like, got out of the pocket a few times, uh, decided, you know, when pressure came, hey, I just need to throw this thing down the field. I think those things are positive. Like, you, you will take that if you're Auburn for sure. Um, but, you know, it, can he run the full scope of this offense? Uh, I thought – you know, Auburn's running game, people have been asking all week, hey, why didn't Auburn run it more? Well, A&M was kind of teeing off on on the on the running game once they knew, you know, basically, hey, Auburn's not going to throw the ball. They can't. They don't have a shot at throwing the ball in this game. Um, but I did think that Ashford coming into the game, the running game was a little bit more consistent, gave him a shot in the arm in the, in the second half. So that's a positive for sure. And then Holden Garner, I mean, just one drive. Uh, you know, it's hard to take too much away from one drive when the other team is pretty much already done. Um, doing what it needs to do in the game. But, you know, I thought he looked – I thought, you know, there were some traits about him that looked good for sure. Um, seemed poised, got the ball out of his hands. He's got really good arm strength. He doesn't have the accuracy, doesn't have the touch, just misfired on a lot of those passes. And, and you know, it's, that's, that's understandable. He hasn't played a lot of college football yet. So, um, really, I mean, you know, Thorne had a ton of struggles. I thought there were some good things from Astrid and limited, limited minutes. But, you know, it's not a – it's not – uh, you, something you can grade a ton on for them. Um, they got to find some answers, and um, you know I think anything's kind of up for grabs uh, after this week against Georgia. Because if you're Auburn, um, you know you're you're you've got an off week, and uh, you don't want to necessarily you know uh, try a bunch of new stuff, I guess, or um, you know tear it all up and start over right before you play the best team in the country. Um, wait to do that after after your bye week, and you can have more time to figure some things out. So we'll see. It's it feels like last chance for Peyton Thorne or close to it to be like, hey, if it's going to be you, it, it needs to start coming here pretty soon. And then looking forward to Georgia, uh, Justin, I guess what do you think are any keys for the offense to maybe just get going? I know it'll be tough against this, you know high-powered Georgia uh, defense, but, you know, what? what is there any way for them to be successful in Jordan-Hare Stadium on Saturday? I do. I think they need to play good complimentary football for sure. You're going to have to throw the ball. Like, you're, you're, like you, cannot, you cannot, like, have zero, you know, passing threat in this game. Otherwise, Georgia is going to be do what A&M did and just 
you go to town on your running game, and that will eventually break down. Um, you know, so uh, I, I do think they're going to have to run the ball, manage the clock, hold on to the ball. You know, don't shoot yourselves in the foot with turnovers. You know, you had a, Auburn had a lot of a lot of penalties in this past game on the offensive line. You got to play cleaner ball. Like you have no chance of survival with the schedule that you have ahead of you if you play, you know, unclean football, basically. Um, so, you know, find out ways to get your, your your passing game going if it's possible and let the running game kind of play off of that. Um, but, you know, it's going to be tough. Like, uh, Georgia's still the best team in the country. And so, for Auburn, it's just, can you find anything? Um, have a better plan. Have a better system. Have a better way of handling pressure uh, for your passing game. And then let the let the running game do its work and see if you can kind of make this a close game and lean on that defense. I do think Auburn's defense is playing some pretty good ball right now. Not perfect, um, but they've had their injuries. It's a new system, and they've they've done a pretty good job of ha- handling it so far. Um, you know, I think I think the way they play defense gets a And M. That'll keep you in a lot of SEC games. Georgia's offense isn't as like impressive as some other teams are that we've seen in college football this year. So. You can make this a low-scoring game, hang it around, play to the crowd, um, you know, rally in Jordan Hare. Um, you know, you might be able to do something where you can make this a competitive game for longer than people are expecting. So I think that's kind of the key. Like, play good complimentary football, but you got to play clean ball for, first and foremost. There were some wondering what exactly would go on with the quarterback position coming into the Georgia game. And uh, it looks from Hugh Freeze's comments that Peyton Thorne will be uh, still the guy, but how quick do you think that hook could come? Because we've obviously seen Ashford come in second drive of the third quarter against A&M, and then the Cal game is kind of its own separate uh, mess there. But but what would be uh, kind of the leniency there on Thorne if he were to start the Georgia game? I mean, if you're if you're making really bad plays and missing open receivers and not getting anything going, you know, it could it could be a quick hook for sure. Um, I like I said, I, I understand Auburn not wanting to bench Peyton Thorne right now and not make him the starter, um, you know, anymore. I I think it's a home game. It's like, hey, you're playing a great defense and you're playing a power game, but this will be your first one in your own building. You got some things that are gonna be working to. Can you do it? I'm not expecting you to go out there and look like, you know. Patrick Mahomes against Georgia's defense, but like, can you show some improvement? Can you show some progress? If not, if it still struggles like that in your backyard, um, it, it might be time in the off week to like really take a close look at who should be the quarterback moving forward for Auburn, and whether that is, uh, you know, Robbie Ashford or maybe even Holden Garner. That remains to be seen. But like for Auburn, like you know, you got to show progress, and and Freeze knows that, and he say he talked about it on Monday. Like it's up to him to get this thing fixed, and like. You know, don't expect Auburn to be a. You know, you shouldn't expect Auburn to be a title contender this year. But he's like, you're. You've got to have a. You know, it's reasonable to expect your team to get better as the season goes on. They got to start doing that on offense. And um, you know, maybe Georgia is not the time where you just reload everything and, and and try a bunch of new stuff with an off week coming up. But that off week is going to be really big because after that off week, you've got some winnable games on your schedule if you can if you can take advantage of it. One of the few, if not the only, bright spots of the game offensively for Auburn against A&M was Brian Batie, who uh, in his 10 or so touches accrued about 80 yards, both rushing and receiving. Uh, so talk a little bit about his impact with the injury of Damari Austin and how they'll figure out that RB2 role between Batie and Jeremiah Cobb. I think he did a really good job. He is a change of pace. You can do different things with him that you might not get with Jarquez Hunter. You know, Jarquez Hunter – 
has looked all right at times this year. Um, I think there were some good moments from him against against Texas A&M. But, you know, he doesn't have that same kind of speed and burst that Batie and Cobb have. And I think Batie, um, they do, they're doing some stuff like with outside zone, countering, stuff like that, like and, and really catching teams off guard with them. I thought that was a good part. Uh, that was a good kind of change-up, good way to use him on Saturday. Uh, against A and M, and I think that can be a that can be a sign of things to come from him. And I still think you can find ways to get Jeremiah Cobb uh, involved in this offense. Maybe a home game will help him out in that regard instead of you know throwing him out there to the Wolves and in, uh, in SEC play on the road. So we'll see. Um, I do think that you know the Demari Austin blow is a pretty tough one because um, I think Austin uh, is a great running back, and it's just really tough to to lose a guy like that on such a busted play. That, that you had, but um, you know, I think Auburn. I think Auburn can still manage with three running backs, and uh, you know, they 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 have guys that can kind of cha- change some things up and do some different things. And Betsy, uh, Betsy looked like like he was as advertised on 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 a Saturday. Talking to Justin Ferguson of the Auburn Observer today on this Wednesday edition of Sports Call. Ferg, let's look defensively at Auburn as they get face or get ready to face. Number one, Georgia. Obviously, Georgia has kind of built the brand off of defense. And offensively, a lot to wonder about with Carson Beck's first year under center and that sort of thing. What have you seen from the Bulldogs, and what opportunities does Auburn have with the with the benefit of the home crowd to try to shut down Georgia over the weekend? Yeah, I think Georgia's still trying to figure out who they can trust this year on offense. Um, you know, Carson Beck's not a bad quarterback at all. He's a talented guy. You know, um, I, I don't think Georgia's supporting cast is as strong as it has been in the past. Uh, the running back, the offensive line—they've had—they just had some—they've had some things that they had to change. You know, Marius Mims is out. They've had guys, you know, they've had guys go down with injury. Uh, Lat McConkey doesn't sound like a guy who's going to play a ton against uh, against Auburn, but you know, he's he's a big weapon. Uh, when he is out there, they still have Brock Bowers, and they're feeding Brock Bowers a lot, and that's a that's a good thing. But I don't think you're seeing like Georgia just go, you know, the, like leaning hard on their running game. You know, their quarterback's still figuring some things out. They're still good; like, they're still capable of putting up points. But they've been slow starters. You know, uh, only a two touchdown game with UAB uh, at halftime last week. Uh, we all know what happened to start the game against against South Carolina um, a couple weeks ago. They're not bad, and they're a good team, but I think this is more of a team that's leaning on their defense right now. And in a matchup like this, if you're Auburn, um, if you're Auburn's defense, you got to sit there and say, if we play a clean game and play to our crowd and kind of lean on this home field advantage, if we play like we've played you know, against Cal and against Texas A&M, we can hang in this game. We can give our guys a chance to, to be competitive. And um, it's not going to be easy. You know, you've got injuries of your own that you've got to deal with, but uh, I think Auburn's I think Auburn's in a really good spot with their uh, with their offense. I, I mean, their defense. I really do. I think uh, I think they've uh, they've done a good job of adjusting to a new system. It's just a matter of like, can the offense finally do that? And that's the troubling thing for that. If you're Auburn, is that your head coach is an offense guy, uh, and, and you're not in that point yet. But good good work so far from Auburn's defense. They're running and hitting pretty hard. And then, Justin, yesterday we know was the beginning of basketball practice. The media had an opportunity uh, to have a press conference with uh, Bruce Pearl and have a, a media luncheon and that sort of thing. What did you take away from what Coach Pearl said? And, and the there were expectations and opportunities for Auburn basketball this year. Yeah, I mean, he, Bruce likes his team. Uh, there's a lot of questions about it, but he, he loves the what he's seen right now, and that's, that's really good work ethic. 
Um, it's a hard-working team that they really, you know, they're really proud of of the work they put in in the offseason. You've seen it in kind of the the strength and conditioning. Uh, Jalen Williams is like up by like nearly 20 pounds. Like a bunch of these guys have got a, a lot of good weight, good muscle on, um, and that's gonna be key because this Auburn team, there's real questions about, you know. Can they rebound? Can they defend? Like, uh, you know, rebounding was a struggle for them last year, and, and they lost, you know, uh, guys like Alan Flanagan, who were, who were really good rebounders from that area, and they need to do better in the front court with their with their boards. Um, the guys that they brought in, uh, for the most part, just haven't played a lot of high-level basketball yet. Uh, but they're good. They're, they're, they're talented guys. I think they fit the system well. Auburn's going to be able to shoot it uh, better than we've seen in the, pa- in the past few years. Um, they've got good, healthy competition. They're going to lean on their depth. Um, and, and I think this team, the team's got a chance if it clicks and kind of puts it all together um, to be a team that, that can be a step forward from where they were last season. It's going to be tough. The SEC is going to be really tough again this year. But I do like the upgrades they've made on offense on this team. Uh, if they can just figure out how to, how to sort out their defense with this new group of guys and – become a better rebounding team, they're going to be in a good spot. I do think they're going to be in a good spot. Now, I'm not going to be ready to call them you know, SEC title contenders or anything like that, but uh, to be one of the better teams in the SEC, um, they've got the pieces, and I think I think they might not have a ton of like top-level talent on, on this team um, that people know, but I think they fit together really, really well. And, and again, I keep going back to the fact that people are forgetting that Aiden Holloway is like the second best player Auburn has ever signed uh, and he's a special talent um, you know and, and the number one player Auburn's ever signed out of high school was Jabari Smith the number three player was Sharif Cooper we know how good those guys were so that bodes pretty well for Aiden Holloway just about a month and a week away from Auburn starting the basketball season with Baylor there in uh, the, the very traditional basketball state of South Dakota. Uh, and uh, we're getting excited about that for sure. Justin, as always, the Times greatly appreciate what's going on over at the Auburn Observer here to, uh, not only this week but in the coming weeks. Yeah, if you want a lot on uh, Auburn's uh, passing game, their offensive struggles, uh, my first two newsletters of the week uh, touched a lot on that, had a film room on Auburn's uh, passing game problems at Texas A&M on Monday. On Tuesday, had a story on Hugh Freeze saying, like, you know, he's not changing the quarterback or going and taking over play calling yet, but he's got a lot of fix. There's a breakdown of that. Uh, today did uh, over 3,000 words about Auburn basketball practice, so uh, you can check that out. A ton of stuff in there in, the, uh, in that newsletter about Auburn, Auburn hoops. Um, let's see what else. Tomorrow we're going to do a uh, Auburn-Georgia preview podcast with our friends from uh uga uh this should be a lot of, should be a lot of fun uh it'll be our 2013 series our looking back series will be a fun one tomorrow as well mailbag on friday and uh, we'll have coverage from auburn georgia over the weekend so there's always something going on at the observer we'll give you something at least one thing a day uh in your inbox about 6 a.m central time uh so just sign up at auburnobserver.com it's six dollars a month or sixty dollars a year and uh, once you're in, you're in, and we uh, will give you everything, uh, you know, through your through your email uh, server. He's Justin Ferguson of the Auburn Observer today on Sports Call. Justin, again, as always, the time's greatly appreciated. Hope you have a great rest of your week. Look forward to seeing you at Journey Hair Stadium on Saturday. We'll look forward to talking to you again soon. Yep. Thank you, guys. See you later. That is Justin Ferguson of the Auburn Observer today on Sports Call. One quick final timeout to wrap up the hour. Right after this. <laughs> 